Hey guys, Mina here. Just jumping in here to let you guys know we have something so exciting. It's a free masterclass and we created it just for you right now. We keep getting questions. How do I pivot and sell right now? The number one question we get is how can I make more sales? And so we want to teach you how to create a plan to boost your sales and grow your business right now. So if you want this totally free masterclass that we've created for product-based businesses, head over to pivotandsell.com. We'll see you in there. Welcome to the Product Boss Podcast, where we help product-based businesses grow their sales and improve their strategies. Hey, everyone. I want to introduce you to my co-host and biz bestie, Mina Kulosita, an Amazon guru that has built a multi-six-figure product-based business. And introducing the other half of the Product Boss, Jacqueline Snyder. She has helped launch and grow over 500 fashion apparel and accessory brands, even one of her own. And together, we share our inventory of secret weapons that will help you dig deep and do the work it takes. Are you ready? Let's build together. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Product Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Snyder, with my awesome co-host, Mina Kunlo-Sitap. Hey, Mina. Hey, Jacqueline. All right, guys. So today's podcast is really, really fun and exciting because we are going to demystify something for you. How many of you think that you need to be paying for ads, paying for Facebook ads, paying for Google ads in order to successfully market your product? Well, today we're going to talk to you all about how you can sell your products without ads, without Facebook ads, without having to pay for ads. Right. Especially Facebook ads, because I feel like everybody thinks that that's the magic bullet, right? That's the magic thing that they need to learn or they need to do and they can sell their product. But let me tell you guys, Facebook ads are crazy expensive, You can lose a lot of money and you really need to hire an expert that knows what they're doing. And it is only going to get more expensive during the holiday season for product-owned, product-based businesses, the ad cost is going to go up. Also election year, ad cost is going to go up. And then take into account that trends of costs go up anyways, like cost of living is the same as cost of ads. It, It goes up anyway. So imagine having that as a small business, it becomes such a weight that we want to let you guys know that you don't need to even stress out about that because you can grow your product-based business without Facebook ads. Right. So, and I'm also going to say to those of you that are paying for promoting your posts, if you're doing that, I don't, I feel like it's just throwing money away into a slot machine that's never going to pay out. So we're going to try and save you a little bit of money in this episode by talking to you about all the ways that you can organically market your products and still be successful and still sell your products. Right. So the first one is, I feel like the one that's very obvious and that is social media. A lot of people, because it's free, believe that social media could help them organically. And I do believe that that is true, that it can help you organically. Does it take a whole lot of work? Is it easier if you do pay for, you know, showing up? Probably in some cases, but like Jacqueline said, when you're boosting or promoting, you know, Instagram ads or Facebook ads, it's not a for sure thing. But 
if you show up and show up repeatedly, consistently, and engage, there is that result that comes from simply engaging with the right people on social media. Right. So remember, so social media, we're talking about social media here where we're really talking about Facebook, Instagram. Maybe some of you have started using TikTok, but TikTok's not fully converted yet to be able to convert to sales where they can click and buy. But social, but Facebook and Instagram do have the ability to shop on those platforms. So that's kind of where we're going we're gonna to land here. So when you're when you're thinking about showing up, and I mean, if you guys have been here a while, you've heard so many episodes about showing up on video, how to create content, um, you know, that we really want you guys to show up in your stories and your feed. If you have the ability to make videos, IGTVs, if you're able to go live on Facebook, if you have a group, all of these ways are sort of like, it's kind of like multiple dates with somebody, right? So they've found you that kind of, they've, they've discovered you. They're like, they're kind of paying attention to you. Maybe they decide to follow you and they start to engage in your, in your content that you're putting up on social media. And then they're going to follow you. They're going to kind of watch. They're going to, um, it sounds like a creepy date kind of a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that you said TikTok um, because I would have said Twitter and Snapchat in that list as well. Does Snapchat still exist. Yeah. Oh, totally. Okay. I don't know. I'm um, yeah, I know. Everybody thinks that Kylie killed it, but it's not totally dead. It's floundering. But I, I heard somebody say that they describe Twitter as um, when you shout into an auditorium and maybe people might hear you, right? But there's just so many people. The same thing I feel like goes with TikTok and Snapchat because things don't stay for a long time and there's people are confused on what they're listening to. There's lots of noise everywhere and right now it's not as clear who to listen to. Whereas like Instagram and Facebook is like you're pulling up a seat to maybe get a chance to talk to somebody. Right, because there's the DM, the stories, the the Facebook feed. There's a reason for people to follow you on social media. That's what makes it different than Pinterest, for example. You don't go onto Pinterest to follow someone specifically. You're just searching for a little bit of something or another, how to DIY or whatever. But specifically, Instagram and Facebook, you follow somebody for a reason. Even though you're following somebody on TikTok or Twitter for a reason, it's more just short and fleeting versus on Instagram and Facebook, you follow them because you're like, Ooh, that person knows what they're talking about or Ooh, I love that product or, Oh, I want to learn more. And there's a continued relationship to it. Yeah. I think relationships, the keyword. Yeah. 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 So social media is where you're building that relationship with your consumer and with your customer. Mm-hmm. Um, now, creepy or not creepy. Creepy or not creepy. <laughs> but if you guys ever meet somebody, like let's just go back to the olden days when we were maybe like, you know, flirty, uh-huh. in our early 20s flirty. And I don't know, I'm going to say at a coffee shop and you see a cute person and you're like, hey, well, the deal is not sealed unless you've exchanged your number, right? Right. Like, otherwise that person's going to go off into the abyss. You'll never see them again. So what you guys need to do though, is no matter what you're doing when you're doing your organic marketing is you have to seal the deal. You need, and I say that in the way of like (laughs) getting their phone number, which is so funny. You use this analogy because you know how like when you initially see somebody, you have that initial reaction to them, right? Just like when you initially see somebody's Instagram feed, you're like, oh, or you're like, oh, la la, right? Same with... (laughs) Same with when you see somebody in person. What attracts you is initially like the 
visual, the visual appearance. Mm -hmm. But the reason why you stay and maybe try to get the phone number or stay and follow them and engage with them is because you like their content. Right. Oh, they're so funny. Oh, (laughs) they're so kind. I really liked how much he tipped that, you know, barista. Uh So he mentioned he, you know, is having lunch with his mom later. What a great guy. He loves dogs. (laughs) I love dogs. Think about it, you guys. That's what Instagram is. They love, they're funny or, you know, there are product business accounts that have dogs. Like I found this one account the other day that, or no, 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 no. I found this one account the other day that sells really expensive apparel, but they, on certain days, they have these like adorable, it's called sleeper, I think. And they have these adorable sleeping animals that they'll post every like fourth image, right? So people, those get the most engagement. So people like the content because they're like, yes, we like the pajamas, but these, you know, sleeping chihuahua in a blanket is even better. (laughs) Yes. Sleeping chicks. You know, old school tactic of a guy going to a park and being like, can I borrow your dog? I want to pick up on some chicks. (laughs) So... Going back to this podcast, organic marketing, social media, what we want you guys to do though is remember though that you need to get their email address. There has to be a way that you eventually capture them in some way that you can then take the relationship Ooh, like off that. of social media. And the email address is the phone number, right? That's, that's, that's where I was going uh-huh. with this. Yeah. Email. Okay. <laughs> like the light, the click just happened for me right there. Thank you. You and everybody else. <laughs> So, um, yeah, so that's the thing. So no matter what we talk to you guys about in marketing, you guys, this is just, they will just leave that coffee shop and you will never see them again, like a sad, sad Hallmark movie, or you get their number, which is their email address, and then you keep going. So that's one thing we want to share with you about organic marketing. You Mm -hmm. can show Or you get their real number, which would be crazy, and you start texting them, (laughs) you know, because the text marketing. Yeah. Which would be way way harder than the email, I feel like. But in both instances, it's a good it's a good uh, way to reach them. Yeah. So just thinking about that again, I know you all usually so many people that come to us. Um, you know, we get hundreds of emails every like every week. That's that we ask you what your biggest struggle is, and so many of you are saying, you know, social media, Instagram content, and we definitely help you out with content. You know, we have a year of content.com, which is where we give you 200 plus prompts for content. But that's the thing, right? We're the content we're giving you is ways to build the relationship with the customer from the perspective of the product. Mm-hmm. So how does your product build that relationship with your customer? How are you engaging with them? How are you showing up for them? on social media that when they're coming to you, they're like, Ooh, she's going to give me a tip on how to use face cream on my face. Cause I'm super dry. Yeah. Or she's going to give me a tip on how to use labels to organize my pantry when my kids aren't in school. Mm-hmm. Um, there could be tips like that. So that's sort of the stuff where it's like, you're useful and they're attracted to your brand because you're giving them something. Yeah, for sure. And it matters to them because nothing matters to them more than how you relate to their lives, right? I mean, you aren't, nobody's going to follow a brand unless it's relevant and relatable to them and um, that they understand why it should even matter, right? I don't follow brands because, you know, why does their content matter to me? Because I need to be able to know how to use it. I need to know why I love it. I need to know why it kind of speaks to me in a certain way. 
So really take into account what Jacqueline is saying about speaking from the angle of why the product should matter to them. Right. And so if you're thinking this for yourself, like, well, I sell jewelry, how does this matter to them? Okay. Well, we follow jewelry accounts. It's great when the jewelry account shows us the jewelry being worn. And so we mm-hmm. can imagine ourselves like it's kind of like flipping through the pages of a magazine where you're like, do, 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 ooh, there's an ad for David Yerman. Oh, I love those earrings. I love that necklace. I love how it's all together. I wish I could buy all of that or I will buy it one day or I'm going to go buy it right now. So when you're thinking about jewelry, you're showing them style. What else is something that people do? Candles. Yeah, they, even trying it on too. I think that's a big thing. I actually hate trying on clothes and I love it when other people try on clothes for me. So where does it hit on a certain, you know, earrings? How does this, uh, does the collar lay flat? Um, does it, how high does it go up on their waist? You know, so they can kind of vicariously live through what you're doing, Right. How does it sparkle? How does the how does the candle smell? So you're getting the person, your customer, to understand your product because you're basically becoming their model. So like candles, home goods, plates, bottles, cups, things like that. Um, anything that would go into a home. That's why a lot of us follow accounts that you'll kind of dream with them as well. Uh-huh. I want that farmhouse kitchen. I want that marble slab in my kitchen, you know, that bathroom. But really they're showing you their bottles in the bathroom or their soap or Mm -hmm. their picture frame on the wall. And then you're, again, you're dreaming for how you're imagining it into a home that's beautiful, let's say, and how can I then bring that into my home? So those are just some general, you know, ideas in terms of like photographs because if you guys are thinking, well, how does that work? But no matter what with social media and what we tell you all the time is show up consistently. You guys just have to keep showing up. I know it's hard when the the growth feels slow because there is an algorithm that gets in the way of you growing, but you're showing up for the customers that are showing up for you, right? So there is a percentage of people that you're hitting as often as you're showing up that they're seeing it. And those are the people first that you'll convert. Yeah. And we, you know, there's some people that are like, oh my gosh, social media, I can't handle it. I need a detox. I totally get it. We're there too. But that's because you're approaching it as if you are the consumer, mm-hmm. right? You need to be showing up as a brand that this is a part of your business strategy, organic marketing and growth. Not, oh, I'm on there to peruse as well as live my social life. That's not really how to approach it because it's, it's a marketing strategy. It's not fun all the time, but it, it should be fun, but it should also be authentic to your brand, right? You don't need to post something that's irrelevant like your lunch when it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. I love I love that. And so same thing. If you feel like you need a detox, then what you guys need to be doing on social media is going and finding your customers. So you're going to post you're going to search hashtags that are relevant. You're going to engage on other people's posts that are um, relevant to yours. You're going to start putting your, placing your product name, you know, little labels on other people's posts. And you're like, oh, that's such a great organized kitchen. Love it. So she's going to see little labels make the comment and she might click on it and start to pay attention or people in the comments might see it. So if you ever feel like that, exactly what Mina's saying, you're not the consumer of information on this, you are on there to market your business. Right. Okay. So the next way that we want to kind of plant the seed for you guys of 
growing your product business without Facebook ads or ads would be getting onto other people's platforms. And you've heard us talk about this, but we want to talk about it from the angle of organic growth, right? Mm-hmm. So there's two types of other people's platforms we're going to talk about here. We're going to talk about other people's platforms in terms of places in which you can sell and other people's platforms in terms of like publicity in mm-hmm. a way. Yeah. So which one should we start with? Let's start with the publicity because I think that people misinterpret that word publicity um, because they think it's like showing up in a magazine. And yes, it is, you know, because there's that PR, the public relations of it. But it's really about like the online version of that would be traffic, right? And and overall, the business version of that is brand awareness, letting customers know that you exist. So what are some ways, Jacqueline, that are publicity that would be organic for growing your business? Okay. Well, we've been doing this with our female founder episodes, but you can get onto podcasts. You're, you're a podcast listener. So are there certain podcasts that can interview you? And and that's awareness, right? You're on another, like a, a product business that's on our platform. They're on someone else's platform and they're getting their product known about others. So podcasts, you can reach out to local places and ask them to do an article right? Local newspapers, local news stations are always looking for something. And it could be, you know, this, this business, this local business is doing X. I think that's also when you think about other people's platforms in in terms of publicity, a, a little bit of that is also when you think about affiliates or influencers, right? That's mm-hmm. all kind of, or it's organic. You might be paying when it's like influencers you're paying in terms of gifting them something, or if you pay them, um, but it's not Facebook ads. And also affiliates, they might be getting a cut, but you're on in front of their customers so or their audience. So think about all the different ways that you can be in front of somebody else's audience from a marketing standpoint. Yeah. And it doesn't necessarily like, I, I know it gets a little bit confusing. Like when we talk about podcasts, because our podcast, we spotlight businesses, right? You don't necessarily have to go on and talk about your business. For example, I wouldn't go on to a new mom breastfeeding podcast and talk about, uh, which there are those podcasts, uh, and talk about my business little labels. I could go on there and talk about, oh, I've seen a lot of customers struggle with storing their breast milk and they use our labels or they, you know, it could be like, for instance, nursing tips, you know? So it doesn't necessarily mean that you need to go and talk and sell your products. It's literally just offering useful information, content, and in a way that would matter to your customer again. So if you're going on to a podcast, why would they listen to that episode? They're probably not going to go on there so you can peddle your goods, right? It has to be relevant and informational. And uh, when I say, you know, this is what we're seeing with our customers, it means that you're offering like quote unquote, like case studies, right? Here's what this mom experienced. Here's what she did. And this is um, something that I think that we all could have a helpful tip for, right? So it, it just makes it relevant and, and not so much you're not going on there like, hey, here's a sale and blah, blah, blah. And here's this product and that product. Yeah. It's not an infomercial. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's just thinking about that. So if you think about other people's platforms in the way of, from a publicity standpoint, is there someone who can write an article about you? Is there something local that you can get in front of? Is there a Facebook group that is, you know, the local moms of 
you know, New Jersey, <laughs> um, that somebody, you know, someone's interested in what you do. Are there mom groups that you could be a part of? Are there entrepreneurial groups that you're a part of? Where are you in the world and what, how can you sort of, again, be come like, let other people know that you have a business and this is what you sell. Right. So then there's the other people's platforms when it comes to sales channels, sales platforms. So when we talk about that a lot, and you know, we teach about that in multi-stream machine because we fully believe, yes, you can have your own website and you, or you can have one platform and you can try and sell and get, you know, customers, but you can't reach every customer in the world. And so by using other sales channels, other sales platforms, then you're actually acquiring customers from their own pool of customers. So Mina, what are some platforms, other people's platforms they could sell on for organic marketing? For example, like Amazon, right? They have their own set of customers that you might never, ever be able to reach because there's Amazon customers that only shop on Amazon and their information is already in there, but they don't discover you unless you're on the platform. Like um, another thing would be subscription boxes. So subscription boxes have their own list of people. And oftentimes people will contribute their product to that subscription box. But maybe there's, I I think of it as like how people used to, not used to, they still do. They pay for an insert in a bag at a trade show, right? So there's different ways for you to get in front of different eyes. And that's the same thing with subscription boxes. You pay for, let's say the insert that's in the subscription boxes, or you, um, uh, they pay for the product and you, you're able to put that in there organically as well. So it's like, potentially you could be selling something, potentially you're having to pay, but really hopefully it evens out to be part of your marketing budget for somebody's eyes to be on your product that had never known that you existed. Yeah. I discovered little labels years before I ever met Mina because I got a a kid's subscription box that her product was in. Mm -hmm. So if you think about that, you know, FabFitFun, for example, nothing but products that we're constantly discovering. Right. And they're not making profit by putting their, their products into the FabFitFun either. You know, they're not like, hey, they purchased from me and I made all this money. The idea is the marketing, right? Right. Because now all of a sudden we've discovered a whole new face cream or a whole new light therapy or, you know, we were re- a brand was reinforced by giving us a certain product in there that maybe we all know. And that then, again, it's marketing. It reinforces the brand. So that's not paying for ads. Yes, you're paying in product, but you guys are product businesses. And so product is something you're going to often pay in for organic marketing. And it's interesting you brought up the um, the gift bags at trade shows because my experience with that, I used to work for a celebrity and we would always be pitched to like, you know, put things into Emmys gift bags, you know, People Magazine gift bags, things like that. And she actually won an Emmy and she got a Harley Davidson motorcycle. Oh my gosh. As her gift bag at the Emmys. That was like one of the things she got. You know, they still have to pay taxes on all of these things, but... Um, uh-huh. Harley Davidson gave away motorcycles That's to all of the Emmy winners. Amazing, right? Yeah. That is craziness. Um, but you know, Harley Davidson, that was so probably so aligned with their brand, right? Because it really is, they're not like, oh, here's a discount motorcycle. They have their signature um sound, which is uh, which is trademarked. They, you know, 
it is where they want you to look at a celebrity. And that was a time of a celebrity too, right? They want you to look at the celebrity and be like, ooh, I want that Harley Davidson so badly because that's living the celebrity life. Yeah, I think that was like the time where I'd always see, you guys are going to laugh at me. Um, I'd be driving in traffic in LA and I'd see like a guy on a motorcycle with a helmet and I'd be like, is that Brad Pitt? Because that was like during the time where he was always out on his motorcycle. So any guy on a motorcycle, like, I wonder if that's Brad Pitt, but, um, but yeah, so, so that's the thing for you guys to think about, right? They're giving away this like product very specifically targeted. Um, but this, it's, that's a little bit different than when we went to the sales platforms. So other places in which when we talk about marketing, right? Um, sometimes we do have students that come to us and say like, I was offered to be in a subscription box. Do I do a thousand pieces in there for cost? I'm like, yes, because now you're in front of a thousand more customers. The yeah. same thing goes with flash deal websites. So jane.com, Zulily, you're giving a discount, right? You're still moving product. You're still making money. There's a discount, but part of it again is that you're acquiring new customers to understand or know your brand. Yeah. And acquiring that close cu- customers takes money usually. And sometimes it comes in the tr- the exchange of how that partnership will work. So even if it's they're buying only at cost, right? Not even wholesale. Some people are like, oh, I don't know if I should do it because I'm like, making no money. But you are making money because you're actually getting at cost marketing, which is amazing. Um, and there's so many brands, even FabFitFun, that I would never even know existed, like the Quay sunglasses that they oh, have yeah. repeatedly. Mm-hmm. Also, Spongel, they have in there repeatedly. Um, they have that one brand, O-A-U-A, I can't remember. That's like the face one. Mm -hmm. And so there's ones that I see over and over. I want to bring that up just because to show you the power of consistent touch points and brand awareness to the same customers. So those products are actually showing up repeatedly in FabFitFun, for example. And so I've gotten accustomed to seeing them in there. And um, now I even know their names you know? So, so like if you were in Sephora or anywhere mm -hmm. and you saw it, you'd actually be familiar with the brand Brand recognition, right? You would have built that relationship with them already. But back to that. So here's another platform that you guys might not think of when you're thinking about other people's platforms, wholesale. Wholesale is other people's platforms, right? Mm -hmm. So when you, for example, I've worked with some brands that I helped, you know, launch and create, and they had their own website, fine and dandy, but we always talk about like a star in the universe, right? So how do people know that this activewear brand exists and is, um, you can buy it here at this website? Well, if you have followers, they'll know you from social media. So that's one way to convert them. But the way that really set them up to like skyrocket was they got on revolve.com, which is a really high-end contemporary um, online retailer. And and then from there, they got onto other into other bigger retailers. Well, all of a sudden, Revolve.com sends emails daily to their customers promoting mm-hmm. different products, daily saying like, come back and buy this. They'll put things up on their website. So now they've been verified basically and um, in front of customers from a wholesale account. Mm-hmm. Same thing if you think about your local, I was telling Mina earlier, like a kitchen store. I feel like I discover a lot in kitchen stores. Yeah. I mean, our octopuses, do you remember the ones that we bought at um, Hotel Irvine? Mm-hmm. It was this particular brand. We have this affinity towards octopuses. It was the jelly. Um, yeah. 
And Jacqueline was like, yeah, very expensive stuffed animals, but we got them. Oh my God. They're like luxurious because they're just so soft and they're well-made. And we got to see them in person, which made us, well, for for Jacqueline, it was brand recognition because she already knew the brand. She's like, oh, this is so cool. You know how I knew the brand? mm -mm. Can I name drop? Sure. When um our when Oliver was younger, because James worked with Adina Menzel, so she uh-huh. got Oliver a stuffed animal that was that brand. So I I knew it. I was like, ooh, this must be really nice. And then obviously it was because there's stuffed was. animals that are sold at Nordstrom. Well, we bought them and they were twenty five dollars a piece for a stuffed <laughs> octopus. <laughs> that was for a little kid. I mean, you know, but they represent um our the product boss. So. Right. We got them. They're beautiful. I still love mine. But for her, it was brand recognition. So it was that, um, you know. Someone had gifted it to me and I was like, and I knew that it was a nice gift. Yeah. Which is pretty much like referral marketing, right? Right. Which we'll get into. And then um, for me, it was like brand awareness because I'm like, ooh, these are so cute. Mm -hmm. So it's like that wholesaler, which was at that time was Hotel Irvine, which is where we saw it. They, they're a reseller and we discovered those octopuses because we were right there in person. That's a, that's foot traffic, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, And then with Revolve, it's online traffic that they're seeing that as as well as like Zulily because that's a wholesale um, partnership as well. But it's in front of other people's customers. Right. So that's why when we talk about like multiple streams of revenue for your business, it's because you, if just by getting into onto other sales platforms, you're gaining their customers. They're, they're bringing them in the, the virtual door, or the real door. They're walking them in and they're going around and they already know, like trust this, you know, store for example, Mm -hmm. and then they're excited to discover what's there. So that's organic as well. It's, it's organic marketing is definitely like the discoverability, like the customer is discovering you organically. Right. And uh, I want to mention before we had talked about like Amazon, right? Cause there's like Amazon, Etsy, those are places people can discover you and you're really only paying that. They call it a referral fee, right? The 15% for Amazon, the 5% for Etsy, only when you're making sales. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a uh, seller account where you're only paying when you're making sales for Amazon. Otherwise, there's the professional account that you're paying $39.99 a month. Um, so you could just literally be on all these platforms ready to sell, but you're only paying the fees on these when you're making actual sales. Mm-hmm. That's why we're convert. categorizing them in here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I was just on Etsy this morning and I have like three things on my like watch list. I've, I've just discovered three new product businesses based on something I was searching for. Right. So it just, it aligned, which is going to be the next Is it because your sister's baby shower? Yeah. I knew it. I, I saw- That's when you end up on. <laughs> yeah. So you can tell that Jack and I get targeted the same ads because I just discovered a baby brand on um, a pop-up Etsy thing. And it was for balancing stones that are made out of wood. I thought they were so cool. And I was like, I'm going to tell Jacqueline about this. Mm-hmm. So that just goes to show you discoverability, right? Organic discoverability of, oh, here's what she was looking at and then showed me and then a different thing. And then I'm going to go back and show her this thing, <laughs> which is referral. And yeah. then one more thing in terms of other people's platforms, which we didn't fully talk about, and we're going to kind of get into this for yourselves on the next one. But Blogs also are are another way that again, like if you work with an influencer and they write a blog, right? That's something that again you're in front of their readers. So I just wanted to throw that one in. So number mm-hmm. three, which is really where we're going to talk about blogs, is 
SEO. So SEO for organic marketing. Right. I would say more so it's search engines because oh sorry SEO yes is, I messed that one up. <laughs> search engines is search engine optimization. Right. So in order to get showing up on the search engines, you need to optimize with your SEO. But um, search engines is the other way that you could be discovered via traffic organically through people just you know living their their lives um, and they're just searching for how to do this or. Um, what is this? You know, they're looking informationally for something. Mm -hmm. So we talked about Pinterest earlier, but Pinterest is a search engine. People go on there to search for something, right? Mm -hmm. The virtual baby shower, how to throw a virtual baby shower. (laughs) Clearly somebody's planning a baby shower for their sister, (laughs) not for herself. Yeah. Um, And then YouTube is another place, right? It's a search engine. So people are going on there to discover something, um, how to deal with chronic acne or um, how to dress for a curvy body type, Um, Mm -hmm. how to dye your own hair when you're in quarantine. (laughs) Mm -hmm. How to cut curtain bangs. I just Googled that. Mm -hmm. Um, How to, and then I could not, I cannot find a pair of texturizing shears to save my life, by the way. That's a product that I wanted to buy from the video and could not find. For right. Because there's certain products that are sold out right now. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's definitely a supply and demand uh, issue happening, <laughs> which we've <laughs> talked about too, where um, you guys are going to use small businesses are going to be the ones that meet those needs, which means you need to be searchable, right? Like mm-hmm. if, if you are a product business listening to this right now and you sell these scissors that Mina needs, Mm-hmm. she was searching for you and she can't find you. So if that's something that you have, then by being a part of being searchable, Etsy isn't searchable in that way, right? Like if you type it in, the Etsy shop's not going to show up in Google. You'd have to specifically go to Etsy to search for something. Yeah. But the nice thing is that when you're searching in Google, for example, and you've optimized Etsy, your Etsy could be one of those front page links, for mm-hmm. example. Same with Amazon, right? Um, potentially, like if you search in texturizing shears for thick hair, let's mm-hmm. say, then it, potentially your listing could pop up. That's the whole search engine organic searching, for example. Mm-hmm. So another way, so that again goes back to Google, like making sure that you do, you're, you're using the right kind of keywords and stuff, but blogs. So a blog, we don't, and you guys have heard us talk about this and we actually, we teach about this, I think, in Multi-Shoe Machine. Yeah. In the SEO, SEO yeah. section. Um, I'm just trying to think, I'm trying to remember whether we've talked about it on the podcast, but for blogs, for example, we don't always, we're not telling you guys when we talk about blogs to become bloggers. You can, we have very successful product-based businesses that do do blogs that are useful to people. Like they sell yarn and they've got helpful blogs about knitting, for example, Mm -hmm. that really helps with their- Wedding accessories, they do wedding blog. Yeah, that helps with being found and discoverable. But another way to do blogs is for, again, going back to keywords, that if they're searching for certain things specifically, that that blog is going to exist and it's going to bring people in. I like to call like a sort of like a side door. Mm -hmm. So maybe they're not looking up texturizing shears to purchase yet, but they're looking up how to cut bangs. Mm -hmm. And that blog is about how to cut bangs. And here's a link to purchase the scissors I sell you. Mm -hmm. A funny side tangent here. My (laughs) sister was saying (laughs) um, that anybody who's cutting their bangs right now is going through something. (laughs) It's true when you cut those bangs. (laughs) 
<laughs> because anytime a girl is like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do with myself. I know I'll cut some bangs. <laughs> bangs where they like do a completely like do a short, short haircut. Uh-huh. Right. It's because you can control your hair and how it makes you feel, you know? It's a big change. Yeah. Yeah, it is a big change. All right. Well, you and I are gonna have to talk about talk after this of why you feel like you need to cut bangs. <laughs> I cut curtain bangs. They're really long. Um, my hair, I can't cut my full hair, so I need it to look not so flat because my hair is very flat. And so the bangs, which are curtain bangs, they're different than the ones above your eyes. This is just on the side of my face. Um, they give my hair a little a visual volume that is an illusion. Mm, looking for illusions. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> It's because you're not getting your haircut because we're in the middle of quarantine. <laughs> right, right. I, yes. I'm um, not getting my haircut. That's right. Right. Um, so again, thinking about search engines and discoverability, you guys are thinking about how if someone were to search and look for you, would you show up? Would you be that answer to their call? Right. They're shouting out and being like, I need scissors. And you're like, here are your scissors. Mm-hmm. I will deliver them to you. Right. So that's just a way to to think about that and that's organic and that's showing up for your customers and thinking about, well, what would they search and how can I meet their needs there? Right. And all of these things that we mentioned to you today are ways that you can grow your product business organically and without having to kind of play the Russian roulette of Facebook ads, for example. You know, there's some people that do do well on Facebook ads. We're not saying that at all. But there's a lot of small businesses that don't know how to do it and think that that's what they need to eventually do when that is not the case. And if you have the money, the budget, and you can hire a team or, or a company that understands Facebook ads for e-commerce, and they tell you that, yes, if we run ads, it's going to cost you this much to run ads, but you will acquire new customers and you will make X amount of profit and everyone knows what they're doing, great. Otherwise, you're going to be giving Facebook a lot of money for no return. Um, the idea here is, is that it, I don't, it, we're not, this isn't a Facebook ad thing, but it costs money to acquire customers, right? It's, um, and there's a cost per purchase. So depending on what that is and how great your ads team is, then it like, let's say it costs $5. Is it, or is that how it goes? It could be $25 to get a, a customer. Right. It, let's say you initially, it costs you $25 because you're having to pay for the ads team to run it, plus probably a 15% cut of whatever revenue you're making from the conversion of it. Then you're having to pay for the actual budget of running those ads. That's the Facebook money, right? So if you don't even have the team doing it for you, you still have to pay for the budget. And so you're acquiring those people and it literally is a losing money situation. The way that you're supposed to be making your money is through customer lifetime value. And that's the back end of all of this. You know, what they're buying from you later, you're lucky to come out even on customer acquisition, for example. But if you get them to buy from you repeatedly, that's the amazing thing because you guys, leads are very, very expensive. If you can organically get leads, and I, I use the word leads as air quotes, but those are just essentially customers that potentially could buy from you. you know. And so if you're getting their email, they could potentially buy from you eventually. And if they're qualified, meaning they're coming in from somebody who 
subscribes to a kid's box and you are a kid's brand, that's a qualified lead right there. You know that they need your products, right? Instead of, you know, targeting people on Facebook and and hoping that you um, show up enough for them where they're like, ooh, this is interesting. I'm going to click on this, put in my email, make the initial purchase, which evens it out and then buy from you again later on. Mm-hmm. Because it costs you money to get them. Let's call it $25. And what's your average cart checkout, right? What if they buy something for $15? Now you've lost $10 and you're not making the money back for your product that you've sold. Yeah. Every single um, Facebook agency, Facebook expert that we've talked to says that you need to have $50 on the back end. That's playing it safe. Like if you have $50 and it costs you $25 to $50 to acquire that customer, then that's good because, you know, it is like, it's so variable going up and down. Most products for small business don't start at $50. That's a very expensive product to the general consumer. You know, so me selling labels for $10 is not worth it to me unless I really want to think of it as my marketing budget and be like, ooh, I'm losing $10 every single time. This is how big businesses do it. But I have such volume of people coming in that it makes it worth it because, you know, eventually they're going to buy from me. I have everything on the back end squared away. For me, that doesn't work because I can't afford to do that as a small business. You know, I can't afford to be like, ooh, this is a big campaign that has all these other elements, television, radio, billboards, celebrities, influencers, um, email, social media, all the things. And that's how they make their money back because it's a full brand strategy. Right. So that's basically why we really, and why we always lean into talking to you about organic marketing. So these are the ways in which you can acquire, you know, you can get in front of new customers. They can discover you and acquire you. And like we'll say always though, you need an email list so that you can continue to market to them after. So once they Bite, right? Like you, they've mm-hmm. discovered you and they're like, Ooh, I like this. And they take the relationship a little bit further. Then you need that email address so that you can keep the relationship going and you can continue to market to them after like you've acquired that customer without typically the cost that we're talking about from a Facebook ad. And then the money you make ends up paying for the product plus profit. Yeah. And that's what we want you guys to do. Yeah, like literally write this down, you guys, as Jacqueline's saying it to you, is that it's all in that email. So if you have 100 people on your email list, celebrate, you guys. That's way more important than the 100 followers on Instagram. Mm -hmm. So it's really the money is in getting that email. She's um, the exchange, the thing that needs to happen, that pickup phone number that you need to get is nowadays their email if they're your customer. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then the fortune is in that follow-up. Yes. So thank you for being a part of this with us today. And we cannot wait to see how you guys continue to grow your business. Thanks everybody. Wait, friends, one last thing before you go. We created this podcast as a reminder that you are not alone. Growing a product-based business is hard and we are so happy to help you through it. So thank you so much for listening because we truly appreciate it. 
And we want to give a special shout out to those of you that have left us a review. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We read every single one of these, including this one. It's an Instagram gem. It's from PV Collectives. They say, I found out about Product Boss through an Instagram ad and what a lucky find it was. So glad I found them. Just the very first episode was very educational and fun. I cannot wait to listen and catch up on everything. Thank you. We love reading these and these really help us reach more people and help small businesses, which is our mission in our business. So thank you so much. Hey guys, wait, before you go, we want to remind you that we've created this incredible masterclass. It is totally free. It is our pivot and sell masterclass where we are going to teach you how to create a plan to boost your sales and grow your business right now. You do not want to miss this. It's totally free. So Mina, where should they go? Go to pivotandsell.com and you guys can get that free masterclass and get started on creating a plan to boost your sales right now.